Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Mock Draft and Harry Ford and ask me questions if I was confusing. Yes, today's is going to be about a mock draft. And Harry Ford. No, not Henry Ford. The automobile development mogul, Harry Ford. Harry Ford is from basically Atlanta. Basically Atlanta. Cobb County, if you are familiar with Oh, internal player development, Cobb County, should probably be something you are familiar with. Cobb County is also a part, not a major part, but a part of why the Atlanta Braves were so good for so long in baseball. If you are a huge Baseball fan in Chicago. Huge baseball fan. And by baseball, I mean baseball, not MLB only. Not, I like the Cubs and I like the White Sox. You are a huge baseball fan. You go out to watch Northwestern games. You take in a couple of UIC games. You follow the high school angle. Everything's all there. You follow everything. Well, in Chicago, it's really not that much outside of the Cubs and the White Sox. There's, there's really not that much. There's Northwestern. There's UIC. Um, who else do you even have? You have the high schools, which have to wait until it's actually warm outside to actually play games. And... That's about it. I'm forgetting somebody, I'm sure. But really, as far as Chicago, that's what there is. So baseball fans in Chicago, there's the Cubs, there's the White Sox, and uh, yeah, there's probably some other things, but uh, nobody really cares because all that matters is the Cubs and the Sox. The problem is, from a development standpoint, if you wait until a player is already known to try to get him, he's really hard to obtain. Really hard to obtain. And the best popular example of that is Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield was a starting infielder in the SEC. He was a 10th round draft pick, 2011, 2012, something like that. 10th round draft pick. If someone was saying, you know what, Whit Merrifield is going to be a good draft gamble. Let's get him in the fourth round. Fourth round seems reasonable, right? If a guy's going to be really good, one would imagine you would be able to tell, hey, this guy's going to be really, let's get him in the fourth round. Nobody wanted him in the fourth round. Nobody wanted him in the fifth round, sixth round, no, no, no. I think he went in the tenth round. Goes to Kansas City, (coughs) 
putters around in their pipeline for a while, does some things, gets to double A, gets to triple A, eventually makes it to the major leagues. Then all of a sudden, these baseball fans say, hey, let's get Whit Merrifield. Let's trade for Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield would make us a better team. Where were you when he was in college? Where were you when he was at South Carolina? One of the good teams. I think it was South Carolina. If you would have known about Whit Merrifield early, if a team would have known about Whitfield early and had enough confidence that he was actually going to be good, they could have gotten him in the sixth round. All the fans of the teams would have said, who the hell is he? Would have gone off, developed, gotten better, gotten to the major leagues, signed a team-friendly extension, and voila! But no, didn't happen. One of the reasons the Braves were so good for so long is because they are in Atlanta. So let's say you have eight executives in your organization that you kind of trust. You kind of trust. These guys kind of know what the hell is going on. Kind of a little bit. You know, VP of scouting or wherever. His, whatever his title, he's an executive for the Braves and you kind of trust his opinion. Ring, ring, his telephone rings. No, it's not a cell phone. It's it's one of those things that gets stuck into the wall and has a little, you know, handset. You picks up the phone. Hey, what's up? Hey, there's a game tonight in Cobb County. I want you to go check it out. So-and-so team is playing so-and-so team. I want you to go out and watch the game and tell me what you think about this specific dude. No, okay, fine, whatever. Guy goes out and watches the game. Does a little scouting, comes back home after. Hey, here's what I saw. Okay, cool. Even took some pictures. Hey, cool, great, wonderful, excellent. Here, we, we will assess that as far as for our draft pool, for our draft war room and all that kind of stuff. The Atlanta Braves were right in the middle of a place that is absolutely baseball mad. Cobb County is a baseball factory. High school, all over the place. Well, I don't like high school. What about what about other things? How about college? You get Georgia Tech is there. I don't know how far you have to travel to get to 20 different good college baseball programs, but there's a whole lot of good baseball right in the Atlanta area, right in the Atlanta area. Don't have to do a lot of planning. You know, you sit down for lunch on a Tuesday. Everybody's having their, you know, whatever it is that they would be having in the 1980s, 1990s, whatever it would be. Hey, who's going to go out and watch that Georgia State midweek game tonight. Who who's who's on who has that game tonight? Uh well I guess I could take it. I haven't been to a game in about two or three days. Okay, fine. Okay, you got that one. You get that one covered. Whereas with a team like the Cubs, back in the day, somebody's gotta hop on a jet and get somewhere. Or 
you have the one scout in the Georgia area who has all of these games to choose from, and he gets to go to one. Whereas the Atlanta Braves, all these executives, go watch a game tonight, tell us what you saw. Go watch a game tonight, tell us what you saw. Friday night, okay, we got eight games that are essential. Well, cool, we got eight executives. Let's go watch some baseball. That's what our job is. We're supposed to be able to tell who can play baseball. Let's go out and do our jobs. Atlanta could shop at home. And since you're shopping at home, let's talk Ed Howard a little bit. Let's talk Ed Howard a little bit. Ed Howard was a Chicago icon, effectively, for a while, because he was with the Jackie Robinson West team. He was a White Sox fan. He was a White Sox fan. You you know that. We know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. But if somebody lives in a particular area, it's really not that hard. It's not that hard to do some basic homework. How good of a dude is this guy? Don't have to do that much homework. Send somebody over to his high school, Mount Carmel. Talk to his guidance counselor. How is he? How many girlfriends has he had in the last two years? Does he get along with his teachers? Is he the kind of guy that we'd want to employ? Is he smoking weed? Frankly, if if someone is smoking weed in high school, it may be... I'm not trying to be prudish, but I'd probably rather have a kid who doesn't smoke weed than a kid who does smoke weed. Does that mean that you wouldn't consider ever drafting him if he's smoking weed? No, maybe you'd, but I don't think you'd want to burn a top round draft pick on him. If the kid seems like he's straight up and tries hard and he's a good teammate and all that kind of stuff, by all means. If he's a troublemaker, if he's a rebel, if he has gone through seven girlfriends in the last three months, yeah, you probably don't want that. You probably don't want that. It's very easy to scout when things are right in your area. And to an extent, the Atlanta Braves benefited greatly in an era when baseball scouting wasn't very good on getting a bunch of players from the Cobb County area to play up through the Brave system and possibly provide them value further and beyond. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Put effort and quality into each one to try to assure information you won't get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might enjoy this sort of information delivery service on Deep Dive Cubs News, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them. Perhaps this one. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, or subscribe is also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance in sharing with others. Much of this podcast is assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, Most podcast delivery systems allow you a simple link for you to contribute to the podcast and its host in a fashion that is most applicable for you. Anchor also allows sponsorships for podcasts. Thank you for any and all levels of support. Mason McRae, 
goes to Virginia Commonwealth University. And you might think, just off of that, you might have some ideas on where I'm going with this. Mason McRae is a massive baseball fan. Not only that, he's really smart. He's really good with computers and numbers and all that kind of stuff. And what he's turning himself into is the guru of... One one of the gurus of the baseball draft. He knows what's going on. He has some connections from here and there. He's really smart, and he likes baseball. So what he does is he puts a lot of his time into assessing which baseball players make sense in the draft. And anytime he spits out a mock draft, it's worth paying attention to. Now, I know a lot of people don't care about the draft, because, yeah, it's only college, and it's only high school. How, how do you think teams obtain players who can stick around for the entire six years of their cost control and possibly sign extensions? You do that by having players developing through your own pipeline. You have players doing that, developing through your own pipeline, Possibly you'll get some through trade. Possibly you'll get some through trade after they've already reached the major league level. But if a team can not miss in the draft, they have a steady supply of cost-controlled talent, cost-controlled quality talent at a very reasonable price. What they do with that is up to them. Mason McRae put out a mock draft midweek, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. And I love his mock drafts because they're not all the same. He'll, uh, he'll have different emphases each time. This time it really wasn't very numbers heavy. Um, I'll put a link to it somewhere, somehow. But, um... Mason McRae's most recent mock draft sent the Cubs a catcher, Harry Ford, at the 21st spot. And I can already hear people saying it. I can already hear people saying it. No! Don't draft a catcher! You know why I can hear you saying it? Because when I read Harry Ford, high school catcher, I began to think, really, high school catcher? Mm, I thought it. So if I'm thinking it, chance you might be thinking it. Harry Ford, when I say Harry Ford is a catcher, it's not necessarily what you're thinking. It's not necessarily what you're thinking. Harry Ford is a catcher in high school. In the Cobb County area. He's very good. He's gone on to showcases and hits home runs and all that kind of stuff. But despite being a catcher, he's tooled up. He could be 50 across the board. He hits. He hits for power. He runs well. 
why are play teams thinking about playing him at catcher? Well, frankly, catcher's a really good way to the major leagues a lot of the time. You look around the league and who's the best, who are the best right fielders? Or more, more specifically, who are the right fielders that should most likely be replaced of the starters? You know, the starters are generally pretty good at all the positions. But when you get to catcher, there are a lot of catchers at the major league level that, well, really, they don't contribute a whole lot. So catcher is a good way to the major leagues. And Harry Ford is very good at catching, by all I've heard. I, you know, I... I haven't gone to Cobb County to watch him. Now, if I was a Braves executive and lived there, I'd probably have gotten to a game or two. But I haven't seen him play. I don't know a darn thing about him as far as, you know, what kind of a guy he is or anything along those lines. But I tweeted, let's see. Now, I'm coming out. I, I'm going to be having a an article on McRae's mock draft and some other draft stuff on Bleed Cubby Blue. I don't know, probably Monday or Tuesday. And I have a bunch of links, uh, embeds of home runs Harry Ford has hit. He hit at least 10 last year as a junior. And last year would have been the year when <laughs> nobody really got to play very much because of COVID. Uh, Ford hits runs. There is a strong question as to whether a team might want to stick him in right field instead of a catcher, because at right field, he can move quicker. He can move quicker up a system. There is less stress on the legs. And if they don't decide right field, they might try center field or second base. He can play all over the field. He can hit. He can run. He can hit with power. He can play all over the field. If that ends up being the type of guy that the Cubs end up getting in the 2021 draft in July, I think I might be kind of okay with that. I'm not going to push it a whole lot with Harry Ford. You know, it, high school is high school. You're hitting, uh, a lot of times you're hitting 74, 78 and straight. And that's a little bit different from hitting a major league slider. Heck, a double A slider. But uh, Harry Ford sounds like he can do most of the things. It's tough to tell if he'll be able to, uh, you know, advance all the way. But when talking about the draft, it's about assessing. Cubs are drafting 21st. If you're paying attention to the draft, and boy, I hope you do. Pay attention to the draft. Pay attention to a college team. If you're paying attention to the draft, Cubs are drafting 21st. Disregard the first 16, 18 names. Something like that. Disregard the first 18 names on the list. Go through 19 through 25. 19 through 25. Pick out three names that work for you. Hmm, this guy, I, I kind of like his pitching delivery. Wow, this guy's got some power. Wow, this guy's got a really nice arm. I like this guy at shortstop. This guy looks really good in center field. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Pick out some names that intrigue you. Pick out some names that intrigue you. And if any of them, any single one of them, 
is a college player. Listen to him play a game. Listen to him play a game because most college games, you can find some way, some shape, or some form of coverage, audio or video. And when you end up pegging that one player that intrigues you, check him out. Follow a game of theirs. I trust your opinion. I listened to this guy play a game, and he went three for four. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be a superstar at the major league level. But if a college player is better than college players, he's probably better than the lowest level of minor leagues. Probably. And whoever it ends up being, you pay attention, you're aware, you're cognizant, and if you're listening to a Cubs game and the Cubs are getting beat 6-1 to one in the second inning, you say, you know what? I'm going to call this game and I'm going to jump over and follow the college game that I had in mind to follow tonight. You're not giving up on the Cubs. You're just expanding your horizons. You're learning things. There are no Gestapo for going around and telling people what you have to listen to as far as Cubs games. Do whatever you want. Do what works for you. If the Cubs game that you're listening to is horrible, don't listen to it. Listen to something else. Listen to something fun. Listen to something educational. Listen to a game that matters to you. Do the research. Know things. Mason McRae's mock drafts are fantastic. They give you a nice little thumbnail of 30 different players. You get to see what he thinks about 30 different players. And you get to think, hmm, these assets, these attributes, would this be the type of player that I would want the Cubs to have? Maybe yes, maybe no. But realize, 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 be sure to realize. Other teams are also going to be getting quality as well. If you block yourself off from realizing every single organization in the league eats up talent on draft day, if you're disregarding that, you're missing the entire point. There's a lot of college baseball talent out there. There's a lot of high school baseball talent out there. Assessing which ones are the best is how you win. I was seeing someone on Twitter today talking about how Josh Allen, who I've talked about before on the podcast, the Bills quarterback, the Bills realized what he did well, took advantage of the fact that he did those things well, and designed their team around the things that their player does well. And partly because of that, they are in the American Football Conference Championship game next Sunday. How well do the Cubs develop, develop talent? Some people will say horrible. 
Some people say they're horrible at it. Some people will say they're fantastic at it. Some people will say this most recent draft by the Cubs is a fantastic draft. I've got to see. I've got to see games before I know anything. Because regardless what a guy does on Twitter, regardless what a guy does on YouTube, if he's not getting people out, if he's not getting on base, there's a problem somewhere. Once games start, we start to learn things again. And the next games that start are in five weeks. Five weeks minus a day, college games resume. I recommend. I can't force, but I recommend. You pick a team. Pick a team. Where they are, doesn't matter. Not horribly important. Make sure they have an audio stream that you can listen to. Some of them have video streams that you can follow. College games, less so. But if you have a team, if you have a team that you're paying attention to, you have a team you're trying to learn about as the season goes along, you will have a better awareness of what's out there in college baseball. So often when it gets to the draft, people are impatient and demanding and say, the Cubs ought to draft an ace with their first round pick. Fine, cool. Which one? Who? You name the guy. Which is the guy that's going to be the ace? So you are on the hook for your decision. The Cubs had better hit the 21st pick fairly well. Will Harry Ford be the pick? Will Harry Ford be a good pick? Will Harry Ford still be on the board at 21? I don't know. I don't know. But between now and the July draft, I'm going to pay a bit more attention to college baseball and minor league baseball and possibly even how the two coalesce than most baseball fans, than most Cubs baseball fans. And what I hear, what I learn, what I find out, what I accidentally stumble into, how about I bring about bring it back here and fill you guys in on it in podcast fashion. Check out Mason McRae's podcast, um, most recent mock draft, not podcast. Mason McRae's most recent mock draft. I will have a pod. I will have an article on it um, in Bleed Cubby Blue here soon. Article's probably about done. Who knows? Al might even run it this afternoon, but uh, probably Monday or Tuesday. And um, learn more. Learn more. Learn more. Learn more. Learn more. Because. What the Cubs are doing at the major league level is what they're doing at the major league level. You can spend all your time and energy and gumption wishing that they would go out and do something that they're not going to do, but they're not going to do that. The Cubs really do seem more pot committed to 2023 and beyond than 2021 and 2022. 
And you can throw your iWatch at the wall because of it. You can throw your netbook computer at the wall. They'll break. But it's not going to change what Tom Ricketts is doing. If you're interested in baseball, if you're interested in meaningful baseball, baseball where the players involved are seriously engaged and want to win, Arizona spring training is not going to be it. The players will want to win. The players who are on the field will want to represent well when they're out on the field. But you know and I know that once the players leave the game, the starters leave the game in the second, third, or fourth inning, they're heading off somewhere. They're going to a dinner. They're going back to the apartment. They're going. They're done. They're checking out. They're not really concerned. I'd much rather pay attention to a college baseball game where everybody is into the game, in the dugout the entire way, trying to root their team on to a victory. That's where you learn things. That's where you learn things. And this podcast is about learning things and doing deep dive. Doing deep dives on Cubs news. So that we know more about what's coming in the future. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs. Go. And... Be nice to people.